0: This episode contains information about child sexual exploitation that some listeners might find disturbing. million dollar pig butchering organization disrupted on November 21 the Justice Department announced the seizure of nearly nine million dollars worth of tether a cryptocurrency pegged to the US dollar deceased funds were traced to cryptocurrency addresses allegedly associated with an organization that exploited over 70 victims through romance scams and cryptocurrency confidence scams, which are widely known as pig butchering. According to court documents, criminal actors work together to target victims and convince them to make cryptocurrency deposits by fraudulently representing that the victims were making investments with trusted firms and cryptocurrency exchanges. In reality, the purported firms and cryptocurrency exchanges were non-existent trading platforms. Agents and analysts from the U.S. Secret Service were able to trace those victim deposits and observed that the funds were quickly laundered through dozens of cryptocurrency addresses and exchanged for several different cryptocurrencies, a money laundering technique often referred to as chain hopping. These techniques are used to layer the proceeds of criminal activity into new cryptocurrency ecosystems, all to obfuscate the nature, source, control, and ownership of those proceeds. The seized funds were linked to numerous victim reports made via the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center, IC3, and the Federal Trade Commission's Consumer Sentinel Network. The United States Secret Service San Francisco Field Office investigated this case. Trial attorney Georgiana McDonald of the Criminal Division's Computer Crime and Intellectual Property Section, National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team, and Assistant U.S. Attorneys Chris Kaltas and Galen Phillips for the Northern District of California are handling the case as well as the seizure and forfeiture actions. Michael Lacey, Scott Spear, and John Jed Bronst. On November 16, a federal jury in Phoenix, Arizona, convicted three former owners of Backpage.com of multiple counts of promoting prostitution, business, enterprises, and multiple counts of money laundering, including conspiracy offenses. According to court documents and evidence presented at trial, 75-year-old Michael Lacey of Paradise Valley, Arizona, 72-year-old Scott Spear of Phoenix, Arizona, and 71-year-old John Jed Bronst of Phoenix, Arizona, owned Backpage.com, which was the internet's leading forum for prostitution ads from September 2010, when Craigslist shut down its prostitution ad section up until April 2018, when the United States government seized Backpage.com. Evidence at trial showed that the conspirators knowingly promoted prostitution via various marketing strategies. For example, the conspirators engaged in a reciprocal link program with an independent web forum that permitted Johns to post reviews of prostitution acts with specific women. Additionally, the conspirators used an automated filter and human moderators to remove terms known to indicate sex for money, while still allowing the ads to be posted. Through this attempt to sanitize the ads, the conspirators sought plausible deniability for what the conspirators knew to be ads promoting prostitution. Over the life of the conspiracy, the conspirators earned more than $500 million. To preserve the money they earned, Lacey, Spear, and Bronst laundered the money through numerous shell companies they created in multiple foreign countries. In March 2018, a grand jury in Phoenix, Arizona charged the conspirators in an indictment with conspiracy to facilitate prostitution using a facility in interstate or foreign commerce facilitating prostitution using a facility in interstate or foreign commerce, conspiracy to commit money laundering, concealment money laundering, international promotional money laundering, and transactional money laundering. In April 2018, 57-year-old Carl Ferrer of Frisco, Texas, who was Backpage's co-founder and CEO, pleaded guilty to conspiracy to facilitate prostitution using a facility in interstate or foreign commerce and to engage in money laundering. In August 2018, 54-year-old Dan Heyer of Dallas, Texas, who was Backpage's sales and marketing director, pleaded guilty to conspiracy to facilitate prostitution using a facility in interstate or foreign commerce. Additionally, several Backpage-related corporate entities, including Backpage.com LLC, pleaded guilty to conspiracy to engage in money laundering. 73-year-old co-conspirator James Larkin died on July 31 before trial began. Lacey, Spear, and Bronsted each faced a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison on each money laundering count. A federal district court judge will determine any sentence after considering the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. Acting Assistant Attorney General Nicole M. Argentieri of the Justice Department's Criminal Division, U.S. Attorney Gary M. Restino for the District of Arizona, Special Agent in Charge Albert Childress of the IRS Criminal Investigations Phoenix Field Office, Assistant Director Luis Quesada of the FBI's Criminal Investigative Division, Special Agent in Charge Akil Davis of the FBI Phoenix Division. And Inspector in Charge Carol Harris of the U.S. Postal Inspection Service Los Angeles Division made this announcement. IRSCI, the FBI Phoenix Field Office, and USPIS investigated the case. The Los Angeles Joint Regional Intelligence Center provided substantial assistance. Assistant U.S. Attorneys Kevin Rapp, Margaret Perlmeter, Andy Stone and Peter Cosinett for the District of Arizona, and Trial Attorney Austin M. Berry of the Criminal Division's Child Exploitation and Obscenity Section are prosecuting the case, with significant assistance from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Central District of California, the Office of the California Attorney General, and the Office of the Texas Attorney General. Assistant U.S. Attorney Daniel Boyle for the Central District of California is handling the asset forfeiture aspects of the case with assistance from Assistant U.S. Attorney Joseph Bozdeck for the District of Arizona. 3. Michael Zacharias On November 17, a priest was sentenced to life in prison for sex trafficking in northern Ohio. A federal jury in Toledo, Ohio, previously found the defendant, 56-year-old Michael Zacharias, guilty of five counts of sex trafficking following a two-week trial back in May. Evidence presented at trial showed that Zacharias met the victims through his affiliation with a Catholic school. The evidence showed that he used his affiliation and position of authority to groom the boys and grow close with their families before ultimately coercing the victims into engaging in commercial sex acts and manipulating the opioid addictions they developed. Evidence presented at trial, including the testimony of victims and family members, established that the defendant met the victims when they were minor parochial school students through his affiliation with their school. The evidence showed that the defendant served as a respected member of the clergy for more than 20 years while exploiting his victims over extended periods as they developed opioid addictions and criminal records. According to testimony and other evidence presented at trial, including financial and phone records, the defendant manipulated the victims' fears of opioid withdrawal and homelessness to exploit them for commercial sex acts he directed them to perform in exchange for money. The FBI Cleveland Field Office, Lima, and Toledo resident agencies investigated the case. Assistant U.S. Attorney Tracy Tangiman for the Northern District of Ohio and Trial Attorney Lindsay T. of the Civil Rights Division's Human Trafficking Prosecution Unit prosecuted the case. Anyone who has information about human trafficking should report that information to the National Human Trafficking Hotline toll-free at 1-888-373-7888 which is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. For more information about human trafficking, please visit www.humantraffickinghotline.org. Information on the Justice Department's efforts to combat human trafficking can be found at www.justice.gov forward slash human trafficking. Four, LaShonda Moore and Marlon Moore On November 8, a federal grand jury in the Eastern District of Texas returned an indictment charging a Texas couple for operating an illegal pyramid scheme that defrauded thousands of participants of more than 10 million dollars. According to court documents, 35-year-old LaShonda Moore and 37-year-old Marlon Moore co-founded and ran an illegal pyramid scheme called Blessings in No Time, B-I-N-T. BINT was allegedly a chain referral pyramid scheme that targeted the African-American community during the COVID pandemic with false and misleading promises that participants could expect 800% guaranteed returns and guaranteed refunds if participants were unsatisfied with the program. The Morse allegedly organized Bint payment scheme with playing boards that had eight fire positions, four wind positions, two earth positions, and one water position. As alleged, players in the fire position advanced on the board by paying at least $1400 to the person in the water position and then recruiting two new fire level participants, at which point the cycle would repeat. In other words, eight new participants had to be recruited into the scheme for a single earlier participant to receive a return on their initial investment. The Moors allegedly placed themselves and their family members in the water position on multiple playing boards to receive the payments from participants in the fire position and collected a substantial sum from participants' monthly user fees which were required for participation in bins. The Moors are charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering. If convicted, they each face a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison for each wire fraud count and 10 years in prison for each money laundering count. Acting Assistant Attorney General, Nicole M. Argentieri of the Justice Department's Criminal Division U.S. Attorney Damien M. Diggs for the Eastern District of Texas, Inspector in Charge Eric Shen of the U.S. Postal Inspection Service Criminal Investigations Group, Acting Special Agent in Charge Christina Foley of the U.S. Secret Service Dallas Field Office, and Special Agent in Charge Christopher J. Altimos Jr. of the IRS Criminal Investigation Dallas Field Office made the announcement. U.S.P.I.S., U.S. Secret Service, and IRSCI are investigating the case. Trial Attorney Theodore M. Neller, Assistant Chief William Johnston of the Criminal Division's Fraud Section, and Assistant U.S. Attorney Nathaniel Comerfeld for the Eastern District of Texas are prosecuting the case. The department received assistance from the Federal Trade Commission and the Texas Attorney General's Office. Part Five, Grand Gateway Hotel and Chairs Sports Lounge and Casino. On November nine, the Justice Department announced that the owners and operators of the Grand Gateway Hotel and the Chairs Sports Lounge, Sports Lounge and Casino, a hotel and sports bar located in Rapid City, South Dakota, have entered into a consent decree resolving the department's lawsuits, alleging that the defendants discriminated against Native American customers in violation of Title II of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Under the consent decree, which must still be approved by the U.S. District Court for the District of South Dakota, Connie Hure, UHRE, will be barred from serving as an officer or director of the company or from exercising any management duties or being involved in any operations on behalf of the Grand Gateway Hotel for four years. The defendants will also issue a public apology and send it specifically to tribal organizations in South Dakota and throughout the Great Plains region. The department's lawsuit, filed in October 2022, alleged that since at least March 20, 2022, the Red Cell Corporation and two of its directors, Connie Hure and Nicholas Ure, discriminated against Native American customers through policies and practices that denied Native Americans the full and equal enjoyment of access to the services, accommodations, and privileges at the Grand Gateway Hotel and the chairs, sports lounge, and casino. The apology issued as part of the consent decree will include the following statement, quote, we extend our sincere apology to all for the statements made by Connie Ure on March 19-20, 2022, regarding Native Americans. Ms. Ure's comments were not consistent with the values or policies of our company or of our businesses, the Grand Gateway Hotel and Chairs Sports Lounge. We deeply regret the pain or harm Ms. Ure's statements have caused within our Native American community. We want to make clear that we welcome all Native Americans to the Grand Gateway Hotel and Chair's Sports Lounge. End quote. The consent decree also requires that the defendants retain a compliance officer to oversee compliance with its terms, implement and publish an anti discrimination policy, institute a complaint process, undergo training, and develop an affirmative marketing plan. These provisions will be in effect for the next three years. Title II prohibits discrimination based on race, color, religion, or national origin in places of public accommodation, such as hotels and places of entertainment. Under Title II, the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division can obtain injunctive relief that changes policies and practices to remedy the discriminatory conduct. Title II does not authorize the Division to obtain monetary damages customers who are victims of discrimination part 6 Austin Peppers on November 6 an Oklahoma man was sentenced to 21 years and 10 months in prison for advertising and distributing child sexual abuse material. According to court documents, 36 year old Austin Peppers of Lawton, Oklahoma, sold and offered to sell images of minors being sexually abused. Peppers conducted the transactions on the dark web with cryptocurrency. He used platforms and applications that he believed were secure. And protected him from law enforcement scrutiny. Peppers also engaged in sexually explicit communications with persons believed to be minors and encouraged those apparent minors to create sexually explicit images of themselves. Peppers amassed thousands of images and videos of children being sexually abused. Peppers was also ordered to pay his victims a special assessment of $11,200 and restitution totaling $57,000. Acting Assistant Attorney General Nicole M. Argentieri of the Justice Department's Criminal Division, U.S. Attorney Philip A. Talbert for the Eastern District of California and Special Agent in Charge Tatum King of Homeland Security Investigation San Francisco made the announcement. HSI, Fresno, Chicago, and Oklahoma, and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police investigated the case with assistance from the Oklahoma Highway Patrol Tactical Team. Trial Attorney James E. Brock IV of the Criminal Division's Child Exploitation and Obscenity Section and Assistant U.S. Attorney David Gappa for the Eastern District of California prosecuted the case. The case was brought as part of Project Safe Childhood, a nationwide initiative to combat the epidemic of child sexual exploitation and abuse launched in May 2006 by the Justice Department. Led by U.S. Attorney's offices and CEOS, Project Safe Childhood marshaled federal, state, and local resources to better locate, apprehend, and prosecute individuals who exploit children via the Internet as well as to identify and rescue victims. For more information about Project Safe Childhood, please visit www.justice.gov forward slash PSC.